Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. <laughs> Shalom, shalom, everybody. Hey, guess what? It's the last week of 5782. It's a time of reflection. It's a time of introspection and and tshuva. It's also time for Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. It's Monday, everybody. My name is Steve Miller. Baruch Hashem. Today, we have my handsome co-host from the Holy Land back. Mr. Matt Zucker! Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Stephen. Sorry about last week, but psh, you know, I live in the Middle East, man. <laughs> That's all right. Tamar did a fabulous job filling <laughs> yes, in on the she last did. second. Yes, the hostess with the mostess. Oh, that's all right. Matt had technical difficulties if you weren't listening, uh, the people who weren't there. But uh, it was okay. It was all good. Matt, I can't believe 5782 is almost over, and it's going to be 5783. I remember when it was the year 10 like it was yesterday. Thank God. (laughs) It's thank God the year is almost over. And we're one year closer to Mashiach. That's right. <laughs> hey, Hey, first of all, 5782, and it's going to be 5783. Hey, I grew up in the 80s. I love the 80s, baby. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. I swear to you, I, you know, Bar- Barbara and I were the other night, like, talking about, man, growing up in the 80s, you know, when we were growing up in the 80s, we thought it stunk. The 80s stink, man. I wish I was growing up in the 60s and 70s. But now... Looking at this world that we live in, we're like, we grew up in like the best decade. There was no closed circuit television. There were no cell phones yet. Cable was in an infancy. We like raised ourselves. It was awesome. Yeah. Get out of the house and be back for dinner. Exactly. As long as as your parents didn't get called by like the emergency room or the police, you had a great day. (laughs) (laughs) It was. But we can relive the 80s because now it's um, it's going to be 5783. What I don't have it. I don't, I don't have any hair, so I can't go with like you know the the eighties hair. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, for our non-Jewish listeners, on Monday, which we won't have a show, but it's gonna it's uh, Rosh Hashanah, so uh, the Jewish New Year, and uh, the year will be fifty-seven eighty-three. I can't believe it. <laughs> time flies. Oh, time yeah. flies. Last year, this time, I had COVID. <laughs> I did. I, I, I finally got the strength. Uh, I went to a shul over Yom Kippur. It was the first time I actually had the strength and felt good enough to go. But last Rosh Hashanah, uh, it was horrible. And my father uh, passed away, too. So I was in the middle of um, Shiva. It was horrible. We we're talked about to, it on. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do because, you know, we don't really do synagogues anymore. And, uh, you know, the, you are only obligated to hear the shofar blown. That's, on right. Rosh Hashanah. So, that's it. So uh, we'll we'll arrange that. I need to learn to blow the shofar. I got this beautiful, huge shofar, you know, sounds, sounds like a chicken. Hey, uh, let's say hello to our listeners. We got a huge audience. Wow. The, the word of lighten up the, the comedy that we're spreading. Of course, as always, the United States of China, the United Kingdom, Germany, Israel, Nigeria, India. Hello. Canada, New Zealand, Brazil, and Jordan. 
And last week, Matt, we had a country that never listened before, but obviously they love the show so much. They're back again, the country of other. Yes. <laughs> what do they speak in other? I don't know. <laughs> but have, if you've ever flown into other airport, it's the greatest airport ever. <laughs> and also check this out. We have Korea listening. The well, Netherlands, Netherlands, Singapore. And you want to tell you the last two? Who's the last Argentina two? Argentina and Germany. Germany. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Russia Shana show. I actually saw an I you know I saw a story about Germany that I almost saved uh because I thought it was so weird. Uh like some Jews in Germany are concerned that too many Germans are converting to Judaism. <laughs> like, wait, they were they what are they concerned about? Too many Germans are converting to Judaism in Germany says the Jews. <laughs> okay, and it, it's like uh, anyway, so it was a funny story, but I didn't save it. Now I'm sorry. Now that we got a listener from Germany, I'm sorry I didn't use it. We've got uh, more than one listener from Germany, Germany. So what do you got going on, man? Oh uh, well, first of all, as you know, real quickly before we start the show, so in about five weeks, I will be coming to Israel, everybody. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited, and one of the things I'm doing is I'm. Um, planting trees if anyone wants to purchase and plant trees in israel um go to rootsofredemption.org um they're part of unity warriors which is uh, a jewish organization that i of course am very much involved in and um i've already planted trees for people and i'm buying a tree for my father and i'm going to be planting a tree in judea they purchased like 12,000 trees. So after Shemitah, which ends this Rosh Hashanah, the whole year they're going to be planting trees. It's an amazing – if you want to redeem the land of Israel and claim it back from the Arabs, we got to plant trees. So everyone should go on that website, and it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or not. Uh, purchase a tree. They will plant it for you. If you go to Israel, they'll take you to the tree. I'm going to go visit. I bought like – Guess 10- what, dude? When Barbara and I made Aliyah, right, we yeah. had to do two weeks in the uh, – the COVID prison. And when they yeah. released us like a couple of days later, we went out to the gush and helped Goldstein plant a bunch of olive trees. It was yeah. awesome. I mean, there you are olive. You're getting your hands dirty. That's and, right. Uh, and you're reclaiming the land because that's the only way you keep the Arabs from stealing it. That's right. And uh, when I go to Israel, I'm going on a tour, but I'm going about six days early. I will be planting trees. I will be making videos of me planting trees. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll be complaining the whole time. Farmer Steve. Farmer Farm. Steve. I got news for you, brother. That dirt out there is mostly rocks. <laughs> That's all right. Those are some hard holes to dig, dude. <laughs> so if anyone is interested in doing that, you can also email uh, info at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and Tamar will send me the email, and I will give you all the information, but it's root, uh, RootsOfRedemption.org. Anyway, Matt. Do you want to start off a story, or would you like me to start off a story? What do you got? I, I have. Psh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's one for us. So obviously, we all know <laughs> the the Queen of England's funeral is today. Oh, suddenly the Queen sounds like our producer. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the Queen of England's funeral is today, and here's what they're doing in the UK. This is uh. This is funny. Um, let me get to the story. Um, where is it? Because I have so many stories. It's unbelievable. Ah, so these are the 22, uh, crazy things that, uh, 
All right, let's see. Here we go. Uh, these are some uh, tributes that uh, that they're doing in England. First of all, so I, I, I'm having a real hard time finding this story. Well, then while you're doing it, I have a tie into the Brits. Okay, go ahead. And this is really King Charles the Third was circumcised by a Jewish moil. Oi! <laughs> and to our and I was like, wow. Uh, of course, it was a glowing piece. I don't know why. It was like in the Jewish press. It's, it's too glowing about his affinity for the Jewish people, which I don't necessarily agree with. Why, but why is he? But he had he got snipped as a as a as a as a baby by a Orthodox moil. Why? Why what? Why did he get snipped by a moil? Because I figured they they do the best job. Oh, okay. You want a Jewish doctor? <laughs> right. Okay. You want a Jewish moil? <laughs> all right. It's the family jewels you got to protect, man. <laughs> um, all right. So here, 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 I found the article. Uh, the death of the queen. Uh, here are some of the, um, these are the 22 most insane things. I'm not going to say all 22 British people have done to mourn the death of the queen. Okay. You're going to like this one, Matt. First of all, <laughs> no condoms from the Weatherspoon dispenser. So apparently you can go on the streets of London and purchase uh, condoms, babe. But now for the for, for the funeral, no one's allowed to uh, be fruitful and multiply for this week. <laughs> I don't understand that, but OK. <laughs> you, you can't purchase a condom. OK, no sex. Why did you say S? You should not say the sex word, Stephen. Uh, um, okay. Here's an there. This is what they're doing in England to mourn the death. Uh, here's another one, all right? <laughs> uh, all kids' fairs are canceled, so no children can have a good time this week. Oh, here's one. The weather has also been canceled, apparently. We are saddened by the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Our thoughts are with her family and those affected by this news. As a mark of respect during the time of national mourning, we will only be posting daily forecasts and warnings. I don't even know what that means, but apparently they've canceled the weather in England. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the point in extended forecasts anyway? Because they're always wrong, especially in England. It's, you, you know... <laughs> Uh, also, they've also uh, draped every phone booth in black. They still <laughs> have phone booths? Yeah, I know. Who's using a phone booth? Although the I mean, although the British phone booths are pretty cool looking. What those big? I red have to tell you something. You know, look, I I got to tell you the whole Queen thing. I was nonplussed over. I, I I just don't. I'm not. I'm not a a royalty fan. I don't. It's no big deal to me. But I heard a great story about the Queen. She apparently did have a good sense of humor. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, I don't know if we have time for it. Basically, she was visiting her castle in Scotland and bumped into some American tourists. And uh, she was her bodyguard told the story uh, after, you know, she had passed. And then um, the American tourists had this whole conversation. They didn't know they were speaking to the Queen of England. And they said that uh, they had heard the Queen comes here a lot. Have you ever met her? And she said, no, but he has. And uh, then the bodyguard is telling them, like, Bilba Mainz's stories about the queen. They take some pictures and then they leave. And the queen says, I'd like to be a fly in the wall when someone back in America recognizes me. I hope that someone does recognize me. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty funny story.
Anyway, but anyway, I don't really care about the royalties because the British are the cause of all of our problems in this region. So there, I said it, okay? And we'll come back right after this short break right here on Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. The news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Lighten Up, everyone, right here on Israel News Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Stephen Miller on the other side of the computer screen in in America. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Shalom. Shalom, shalom. I'm doing fabulous. (laughs) I believe that, too. Wait, Matt, I forgot. I found this one last part of the 20 cra- 22 crazy things. Here's the best part. This is what they're doing in um, to mourn the death of uh, the queen. Apparently, the queen, they had a royal beekeeper. The royal beekeeper informs bees of queen's death. <laughs> <laughs> it says the royal beekeeper, John Chappelle, age 79, has told the queen's bees that the lady has died. He placed black ribbons tied in bows on the hives before asking the mostly dark European bees not to leave and to be good to their new master, King Charles III. When the bees found out that the queen died, they stung. They stung John Chappelle, and he died, babe. (laughs) Is this like a Babylon Beast story? No, it's actually the truth. That's how stupid they are in Britain. The royal bees! Release the royal bees! Suddenly, the queen sounds like our producer. <laughs> That's funny. All right, listen, man. I got this. This one made me think of you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't New have to York... do with trannies, does it? No, 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 no. I'm just, I don't want... That's, like, too low-hanging fruit for me. I, you know... It's well, like... every time you see a tranny story, you say, this makes me think of you, Steve. <laughs> true, true. That's true. But I figure we, I think we cover that subject matter too much. We have to like, I don't know. I don't know. OK. I'm just anyway, kidding. but because I know I know what a progressive you are <laughs> inside. Um, New York synagogue removes smoked salmon from the Kiddush, citing environmental concerns. <laughs> so so basically, you know, uh, Saturday after services, they come in, blah, 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 blah they, you know, uh, to our listeners, uh, they have a kiddish where they serve, uh, you know, food lunch. and lunch. lunch whatever. Lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, so this is some progressive uh, shul in New York. Um, B'nai Jeshurun, um, the removing smoked salmon over environmental concerns because of overfishing and you know, all the, I guess all the the uh, carbon dioxide from uh, the smoking process. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So they, they, they took away the fish? No one can eat fish now at this synagogue because of overfishing? What I the guess time? they can eat. I guess they can eat. I guess you can have a can of tuna. I bet you they still make tuna salad. But I don't know what to tell you. By the way, you know, I used to be in the fish business. I worked for a friend of mine as a fishmonger for a period of time when I was between jobs. Wait, you were Mo- a fishmonger? Most, yeah, yes, I was. That sounds awfully frightening. Fishmonger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> most salmon is farm-raised. That's correct. <laughs> so these virtue signaling knuckleheads are 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 concerned about over uh, overfishing, 
and they say no more smoked salmon. I think that they just can't afford it anymore because of inflation, but that would reflect poorly on their uh, on their president. Well, speaking of inflation, here's a quick story about me. So I went and got dog food over the weekend. Normally, about a year and a half, two years ago, my dog food, which was still a expensive a 22 a 22 pound bag cost 64 dollars which i thought was still expensive then the price went up to 70 dollars and 99 cents okay and it was steady now a month ago a month four weeks ago i bought this bag it was 70.99 this weekend i went to get a new bag in one month it went up ten dollars to 80 bucks 80 bucks i can't afford to feed my dog people Thanks, Joe Biden. <laughs> I guess you don't care about that, do you, Matt? <laughs> Uh-oh, Matt's gone, everybody. The super technology of Israel has now just, he's just gone. His, he went completely blank. We have lost Matt Zucker. Hello? Am I alone on Israel News Talk Radio? Anyway, if anyone would like to call in from Nigeria, Brazil, or other <laughs> to be my co-host, because my co-host just went missing. Hi-oh! <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to Hello, 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 hello. Oh, you're back! <laughs> Baruch Hashem! Matt, what happened? I don't know. What? You know, I thought Israel was the startup capital. And all the that technology. Is such a, for the people that live in Tel Aviv and Haifa, right? I live in Pardasana. This place is like... The Stone Age, man. <laughs> Thank God you're back. That's okay. Of Sorry course, about that. Sorry about that. I was like, uh-oh. That's all right. Of course, my producer, kept, about? my producer kept silent. She's like, I'm going to let him hang alone. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> here, here, you want here, uh, you want to hear some uh, Donald Trump news? <laughs> sure. Sure. By the way, I... I don't want to I don't want to poke the bear, but I was wondering if the FBI makes overseas house calls because I absolutely think that election was stolen. That's right. I said it. <laughs> well, here, Donald Trump is back at Mar-a-Lago and raging about the FBI agents not taking off their shoes while searching his bedroom. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> That's perfect. Isn't that great? He says, Trump said on Truth Social that he's finally had a look around Mar-a-Lago. He complained that his Florida residence would never be the same after the FBI search. He said FBI agents did not take off their shoes in his bedroom. He also said that, listen, I've got the greatest carpet in the world. I've never seen carpet purchased like this. It's the most beautiful carpet ever, and I know carpets. And they ruined my carpets because they kept their shoes on, and there's mud everywhere. That's my Trump impression. <laughs> How awesome is that? He's going off because they kept their shoes on. Dude, think about that image of of all those FBI agents having to remove their shoes and go around his house. That would have been awesome. Oh, Listen, you know, come on. The contractors in the States put those little um, blue uh, slippers on their shoes. That's right. Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. God and bless Donald Trump. Next time, you can, next time you raid my house, please keep your shoes off. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, here's a good story. It didn't make me think of you, but it was a good story. Um, oh, my God. The uh, 
Uh, oh my, it just went away. It was the police in southern Israel, and you read the stories and you have to guess where. I read the story, I said, up, oh, had to be the Bedouin. Police officers discover 11 sheep in the trunk of a vehicle. Traffic police noticed the vehicle swaying from side to side, nearly overturning. And so they pulled the vehicle over and they discovered 11 live sheep in the trunk of this vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, being down south in the Bedouin territory, you have to wonder if it was. uh, They were taking it to the Friday night brothel or if it was they were just switching herds. (laughs) First of all, Matt, I have a question. How do you fit 11 sheep in a trunk? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What it didn't say what car it was It did that? not say what type of vehicle it was. But if it has a trunk, it's not really a truck, right? During an enforcement operation, Israeli traffic police received a report regarding a vehicle which was driving recklessly down Route 241 uh, towards the Gilat Junction in southern Israel. Squad car was sent to the scene, and the police officer who spotted the vehicle driving on Route 25 noticed that it was traveling carelessly and swaying from side to side, veering onto the shoulder of the road and nearly overturning. The officer stopped the vehicle and discovered that the 47-year-old driver had 11 live sheep in the trunk of his vehicle. Here's the best part. Something with <laughs> you froze. What did you, you just say? Put that in there. You froze. And then they put in the, the, at the end. The, they say at the end of the article, "This is something which is illegal." <laughs> oh God! Ah! We need backup. <laughs> How do you put eleven live sheep in your trunk? Why do you put eleven live sheep in your trunk? Maybe they were like rustling. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my. Only in Israel. <laughs> Only in Israel, indeed. I mean, our, our, sometimes you get a lot of amusement out of our Arab cousins. <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, they don't have that problem in the country of other because there are no sheep in the country of other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, Matt, would you like another? We haven't talked about another weekly installment of anti-Semitism. <laughs> I got sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> Sure, the last week of 5782, let's talk about how uh, a man is going to prison after threatening to execute Chabad rabbis. <laughs> now, What course, country? America, of course. <laughs> I'm surprised. You get arrested for that in America? Listen, this, the, 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 it's not funny, but this is the funny part. A man is facing up to five years in prison, that's it, babe, after pleading guilty to threatening to execute three Chabad rabbis, okay? His name is Christopher Stephen Brown of Amarillo, Texas. He was charged— uh, The nut jobs always use three names, right? <laughs> right. But listen to this. It says he was charged a criminal complaint, blah, 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 and he was indicted uh, this week. He pleaded guilty on Wednesday— uh, to making interstate threatening communications before a U.S. magistrate district, okay? But here's the weird part. According to the plea, Brown admitted to placing threatening calls to Chabad Lubavitch in which he said his name was Madrik Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> what? He was making phony phone calls. He made up a fake name called Madrik Obadiah. My name is Madrik Obadiah, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I guess he didn't realize they have like caller ID. I, I don't know, but it came up Stephen of Mamarillo, Texas. <laughs> and he tried to make himself out to be someone else. <laughs> he threatened to execute several rabbis and leaders. Uh, and he was he was making phony phone calls. <laughs> uh, but I just love the fact that he had to make up a name. And I don't even that Madrik Obadiah. What name is that? Is that 
I don't know. Maybe he's trying to, you know, set up the Muslims. Who knows? Instead of a Muslim, but end up being a redneck from Texas. Hi, oh. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. This is our final segment. If you're just joining us, my name is Steve Miller. We have Matt Zucker on the other side. Matt, how are you? Never better. Thanks for asking. All righty. Living the dream, man. Outstanding. Let's uh, I hope we still have our listeners, Korea, Argentina, Germany, New Zealand, Brazil, Jordan and the country of other. Hello. Welcome to the Russia Shana show, although it's got nothing to do with Russia Shana, babe. <laughs> hey, Matt. Um, what? I have a question for you. Oh, look at this. Our producer. Wow. Guess who just tuned in? Iran and Saudi Arabia. Wow. Matt. Wow, man. That's pretty impressive. They're, they're coming after us, babe. <laughs> I think they might be scouting us. Should oh. we be nervous? <laughs> uh, well, if they're going to offer me a radio show in Iran, I'll take it. <laughs> if they pay me, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't think their currency is worth much, but, you know. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Hello? I, you know, I was actually in Saudi Arabia. Oh, hey, can I real fast? You were? Yeah, when I, I, uh, when I was doing a stand-up comedy tour, I kind of had to drive through there a little bit and i remember them telling me listen don't take a picture of the muslim women's it, it just because i was like you know they had the whole garb the, you know the whole like yeah. trash bag thing over them and i was just like they're like just don't ask it to take a picture just don't look at them just don't acknowledge them because they will kidnap you and the united states government won't do anything to help you <laughs> <laughs> and have a nice day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, be funny, just like our producer. Now, be funny. Don't let them chop your head off. Well, listen, I have to tell you, since you mentioned Iran, um, and so we have a listener from Iran, real fast, I had a real fast Schadenfreude bomb for us. Go ahead. Apparently, the Ayatollah is circling the drain and is so bad that he's not doing personal appearances. So he might be departing this earth soon, and uh, we'll see what happens. The Ayatollah of rock and roller. The Ayatollah rock and roller. Exactly. You saw that uh, movie too, huh? Was that um, that Clint Eastwood movie? I forget the name of it. Anyway. He's done. Yeah. So uh, hopefully our listener in Iran uh, feels as we do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hey Matt. What? Have have you ever heard of quiet quitting? No. What is quiet quitting? Okay. I found this great article. This is this is this is the the, the the times that we're living in. The economics behind quiet quitting and what we should call it instead. Uh, so here, uh, this is basically um, started off as a TikTok uploaded by a twenty-something engineer named Zaid Khan. Uh, basically, what it is is. I recently learned about this term called quiet quitting, where you're not outright quitting your job, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond your job, (laughs) which I've been doing that my whole life. (laughs) In fact, I'm doing it now. Anyway, (laughs) 
It says, uh, you're still performing your duties, but you're no longer subscribing to the hustle culture mentality that work has to be your life. The reality is it's not. And your worth as a person is not defined by your labor. This is real libtard stuff. Um, quiet quitting, in other words, is not really about quitting. It's more like a philosophy for doing the bare minimum at your job. <laughs> so basically, so basically, quiet quitting is just being a slacker, right? This, <laughs> this, this is the latest thing now. Where now, I guess the youth of today who are working in the workforce, people in their twenties and thirties, and now, I mean, this is typical in America. You're just doing the bare minimum. No more are they going to go over and beyond. It says, um, and they give an example. Say in Japan, there's a concept called shokunin which refers to an artisan who is deeply dedicated to their craft, always striving for perfection and what they make. Quiet quitting is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's about divorcing your ego from what you do for a living and not striving for perfection. <laughs> How awesome Listen, is this is what you get when you give children trophies for showing up. <laughs> right? You don't have to. You don't have to work hard to achieve anything. Just get the trophy, man. Why should I? But why should I break my rear end for the boss? <laughs> Gosh, I love it. Quiet quitting. So uh, I would like to tell my producer that I'm currently quiet quitting today for this episode. I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm not going over and beyond as my usual. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> quiet quitting. Isn't that great? Only in 2022, man. Who came who came up with that? What I, some HR like someone had a lot of degrees on that one. No, I told you. Probably went to Harvard. It was started. <laughs> sorry, I must drop my microphone. It was uh it was started by this guy, that guy I mentioned his name, Zaid Khan, a 20-something putz. My God. Where's he from? <laughs> I can't say. No. I don't know where he's from. Because yeah, it's probably like Zaid. Khan, he's from, probably from Pakistan or something. No, I think he's from here in America, but it's just whatever. Quiet quitting. Anyway, so there you have it. That's what's wrong with America. Everyone's quiet quitting. <laughs> Listen, don't kid yourself, brother. That's not really what's wrong with America. That's just a symptom. <laughs> hey, Joe Biden's quiet quitting every day. There's nothing wrong with it. <clears throat> I don't think someone like him, you want actually working too hard, because can you imagine how bad it is now with him barely trying? Oh, my God. <laughs> it would be horrible. <laughs> I stopped looking at my bank balance. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Oh, boy, boy. So here's a funny story for you. So, so um, you know, we host a Torah study here every Thursday morning. At your house? Yeah, at my house. So we were, you know, actually with a uh, guy, I didn't even know he was a rabbi until I had known him for a few months. He's in Ola from the Philadelphia region. And so it's like a Parsha HaShavua, you know, we discussed the daily, uh, the weekly uh, Torah portion. And so one of the women at the Torah study gets a text in the middle and she reads it. And all of a sudden she starts crying. Like, what, what's going on? There were tears of joy. She was sponsoring a young man who was going through an Orthodox conversion. He was a lone soldier. He came here. I mean, he was Jewish, but he was not observant anyway. And so she hosted him and took him in during his service and inspired him to become uh, more 
observant. And so he went through an Orthodox conversion. And as soon as he went in the mikveh and got his Orthodox conversion, he sent her a text. She starts crying. And in nanoseconds, every other woman at the table is going, I have a daughter. How old is he? <laughs> oh, God. Just the, the match, he, he just became a Jew, and like the matches were coming in within seconds. <laughs> how long, Barbara and I just started cracking up. It was so funny. <laughs> how long has he been out of the mikvah? Five minutes? Does he have his towel on? Is he drying off? I've got the perfect girl for him. Oh my God, that's so funny, right? <laughs> I was like the Jewish mothers, man. I love it. I love it. It was hysterical. People probably uh, don't stay single long for in Israel because I'm sure there's always people you know, trying to hook people up in Israel, right? I mean, there's, I mean, you could go through a professional shidduch, uh, you, but there's always someone who, oh, I know someone, oi, yay. Listen, when my younger son, he made Aliyah uh, right out of high school, and so after his Jewish agency interview and he got permission to come here and they gave him his visa and I, I was talking to the Jewish agency rep, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so everything's good and we're going to send the visa in the mail. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is so awesome. Now all, all I need is for him to bring home a, an Israeli girlfriend. And the guy starts laughing and he goes, that's how stupid you Americans are. <laughs> He's like, you don't want an Israeli woman, man. They're going to eat you alive. <laughs> I don't, I, I, you know, there's always someone that's, that's so, so that's what the text was. They, 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 he's officially a Jew. Yeah. And now they're yeah. He said, I just got out of the mikveh, but boom, it's a done deal. Um, you know, and, and so she starts crying and then the, the match attempts came pouring in with like, from like every woman at the table. Oh, I have a, I have a daughter. I have a niece. <laughs> oh, I love our people, man. Did you know that I have a, uh, we have a close friend who's a, a matchmaker. Did you know that that's such holy work? I think it's like the only thing she's allowed to work on Shabbat. Really? Because it's about having families and kids. Oh, yeah, well. Ay, Baruch Hashem. And if you make, do you know if you, apparently if you make three shiduchs, shiduchim, I guess, to our, that's a match, you know, that turns into a marriage. If you make, if you're responsible for three, you get automatic entrance into Gan Eden. That's it, man. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, as soon as I heard that one, as soon as I heard that one, I was on a mission. I was like, because I have a lot of making up to do. I think my best chances might be arranging three marriages. <laughs> I uh, I thought it was, hey, I arranged three marriages. The fourth one's on me. It's free. hi -o! <laughs> No, 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 no. I wonder how that even, I wonder how much that costs. I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, guess what's going on, Matt? So what? We're, um, so, did you ever run a marathon? <laughs> no. You don't look. Like, no. You don't. You don't look like you run marathons. No. I mean, you lost a, weight, I, I, but I, I would. Listen, I would have run a marathon, but it, it's just such a long distance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, guess what? So are you familiar with you know the Boston Marathon, the New York Marathon? Everyone's got right. So you know, there's a marathon in London. The London. They have marathon. them in Israel too. People run here. Okay. <laughs> They're running from terrorists. Anyway. <laughs> uh, London Marathon. Now there's a new category, Matt, for the for the marathon in London. Now you can uh, register as a non-binary. <laughs> hi -oh! So now there's three categories, male, female, and non-binary, babe. <laughs> Do they have staggered starts? What? And like where, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the men get to start for, you know, whatever. I don't know. 
I, you know, I, this is the most bizarre thing. So, I, 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 you know, it's just it's just ridiculous. But uh, as of 2023, now the London Marathon um, is going to be, allow uh, non-binary people to register. Like, like there's a an issue that people <laughs> non-binary people from the country of other. <laughs> there you go. Hi, oh Matt. Look at Matt doing a callback to the country of other. Hey now. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I didn't realize there was such a problem that non-binary people can't run. <laughs> we are discriminated against. I'm neither man or woman, but yet I want to run in a 24-mile marathon. <laughs> oh, God. It says, yeah, this is a significant step for the London Marathon as we continue our journey to make our event truly inclusive. Oh, God. This is just ridiculous. Puke. Oh, it says here the Boston Athletic Association confirmed that non-binary athletes can submit entry applications if they have completed a marathon as a non-binary participant during the current qualifying window. So, so, oh, so you already have to, have, you have to compete as a non-binary to get into the Boston Marathon as a non-binary. <laughs> Correct. That's so, like a catch-22. So, right. So if you were like you know, a man and you ran in the uh, Boston Marathon the year before, you have to register as a man. You cannot register as, as non-binary, even if you – identify as non-binary. I don't even know what the hell that means, non-binary. Does that just mean they don't know if they're a man or a woman? <laughs> something in between. I don't know, man. Um, Isn't that stuff, great? The stuff is very confusing, and quite frankly, I don't really want to expend the energy and the gray matter to, to learn the ins and outs of it. Well, I would just I love the announcers as they're coming through. Oh, here we go in the London Marathon, and the winner is, I don't know if it's a male or female, but they're lead, they won first place. They have won. It's neither a male nor a female. I don't know what is going on. So I guess, and they all have to have names like Pat or Terry. <laughs> or <Pat. laughs> Today's winner of the 2023 London Marathon is Pat. <laughs> we don't know whether to say congratulations, ma'am or sir. We're just going to say Pat. Pat. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so that's going on in London. So not only is the queen dead, but now people who don't identify as a man or a woman can run in marathons. <laughs> I didn't. Hey. Anyway. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the Queen's mom is buried in Jerusalem? Why? Apparently, she loved. Uh, apparently, she actually loved Israel and uh, hid Jews. I think during the Holocaust. Oh, God bless her! So what a what a beautiful woman. That's she, what I heard. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I can. I'll bet you I learned that in tour guide school. <laughs> but tour guide, tour guide I still, school. I still, I still That's have no. That's going to be a tour guide, everybody. I still have no love lost for the British. They messed everything up around here. Well, well, speaking of this, speaking of speaking of that, so listen to this. King Charles to the chief rabbi Mervis. Uh, he's the chief rabbi of uh, England or London, whatever you call him, Britain. It says, King Charles to chief rabbi Mervis, leave now. You have to go home for Shabbos. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> article. This is so ridiculous and stupid. It says, King Charles, he scheduled a multi-faith meeting on Friday at Buckingham Palace, but its scheduled time, Matt, was after 6 p.m. That was too late for the chief rabbi, Ephraim Mervis, to attend because he wouldn't be able to make it home in time for Shabbos. But you know what a great Jew lover King Charles is? King Charles was determined that the rabbi Mervis would attend and had the palace change the schedule event 
for 5.30 so the Jewish man, so the Jew could come. All right? It gets even better. So Rabbi Mervis tells <laughs> He's Jew-washing himself. That's what he's doing. Yeah, so, so <laughs> Rabbi Mervis tells the BBC, when the king entered, he spoke and then said, Chief Rabbi, you can now leave. And Rabbi Mervis said, but I said, no, no, I will respect protocol. I will not leave after his majesty leaves. And King Charles said, no, 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 no. They're arguing. Two British idiots are arguing. No, 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 no. You can go now because you have to get home for the Shabbos. <laughs> and so then Rabbi Mervis says, this showed how deep concern for other faiths his respect is. So basically, because King Charles says, Leave now before you're too late for Shabbos. Now King Charles and Britain, they just love the Jews, baby. So this is how it went. This is how it went in the planning meeting. <laughs> how do we include the Jews but get them to leave early? <laughs> I know. I know, King. Why don't we have it like right before Shabbos so he can't stay? Oh, that's brilliant. And and then I'll tell him he needs to leave so he can be home for Shabbos and pretend that I care. <laughs> it's it's your brilliance. This is the dumbest story ever. And he he just loves the Jews because he guess what, mate? He let me leave early. He said, No, no, you leave before me. It's okay that I'm the king. You're a Jew. You need to light your Shabbos candles, mate. <laughs> Jew boy. <laughs> yeah, you're a Jew boy. You're, hey, did I tell you my mother in law is buried in Jerusalem? I love the Jews. Now go light your candles and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> that's a good. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey, Matt. Uh, so, do you have one more story before we uh, something quick, and then we can? Well, I, I, have to tell you, I have to tell you. I have to. I saw up. something. I have saw something. And I didn't know what to do with this. It's just like you know, it's the the age that we live in. Um, so we're in the month of Elul to our listeners. That's the month of Rosh Hashanah, where Jews are supposed to be like digging deep about like what we need to repair in ourselves and and repent for uh, both towards other human beings and towards the Almighty for sins against him. And so to aid us in our attempts to repent and do acts of teshuva, uh, Twitter has announced that they have a repentance bot. A what? A repentance bot. Okay, what is that? Uh, it's just going to help people do more apologies so that instead of actually repenting to a human being, you can repent to your stinking computer. <laughs> this is Twitter? Yeah. Twitter Repentance Bot teaches people how to apologize for real. Well, there's a lot of hate on Twitter, so they... Right, right? It's like <laughs> a Twitter Repentance Bot. It's like, how fake can you get? <laughs> Oy. That's the world we live in, man. What can I tell you? Yeah, that Repentance Bot allows users to tag an account when they see an apology that they believe falls short. So you can actually like snitch on people you think who are fake apologizing through this. It's like so insipid and presented as virtuous. I love it. It's like another sign of the end times, bro. <laughs> the end times. <laughs> I think whoever thought of this idea was quiet quitting. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, Matt, listen, we cannot end the last week because we won't be here next week. Correct. Monday is as I'll be in shul, so I definitely won't be on the air. <laughs> next Monday is Rosh Hashanah. Um, 
So we won't be here next week. So we cannot end the last week of 5782 without a Florida man story. Awesome. I was afraid we were going to miss a week. No, 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 no. This is perfect. This is a Florida man story. This is Florida man's doing on the last week of 5782. Let's see what he did this week, okay? It says here, naked Florida man starts house fire after baking cookies on a George Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love this, Matt. Oh. It gets better? Oh, yeah. It says, so uh, firefighters and police in Niceville, Florida. <laughs> Niceville. <laughs> they won't soon forget the night they responded to a house fire caused by a naked man attempting to bake cookies on a George Foreman grill. It says, when they arrived, an unclothed man opened the door and told the fireman, I'm sorry, and then shut the door on them. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still alive? So the, there's a fire in his house. They come to his door. He opens it and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> he shuts the door. So then they called the police because they couldn't get him out. And it says the police arrived a short time later. And at this time, the man opened the door and he left it open. Baruch Hashem. Thank God, Florida man. As the officers made their way through the house, they saw several items burning. Um, and the, the police said that the man confessed he had drank two liters of vodka and had been smoking marijuana since 9 p.m. <laughs> nice. I he thought had, maybe there was meth involved, but that makes sense, too. The I'm alcohol. sure there was. It says he attempted to uh, extinguish the flames by placing towels over them. But unfortunately, the towels that Florida man used were dry, so they burned. <laughs> I tried to put them out with towels. Unfortunately, they were soaked in gasoline. <laughs> this guy's a real idiot. The last week of 5780, this guy's trying to put out fires with dry towels. Oh, my God. Thank God, though, Florida man did not suffer any injuries. <laughs> oh. The gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Is that not the greatest Florida man? Matt, is there anything else you would like to say for the last week of Rosh Hashanah before we go? I would just like to thank all of our listeners for sticking with us through good shows and not so good shows. And I hope that everyone who celebrates oh, to all of those who celebrate Steven. Ugh, I hate that. <laughs> of course you do. I know that's why I said it. Shana Tova, a very happy new year. And may you be inscribed in the book of life yes, because I think the following week, I, I don't know with all the Chagim, right? We have Yom Kippur. Then we have Sukkot. I don't know when our next show will be, but, uh, either we'll figure it out but thank you very much everybody for listening have a happy new year lashana tova thank you i hope you enjoyed the show i love doing this matt and i love you very much please listen every week we love you so much right here on israel news talk radio thank you can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. 
The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Doris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 